Warrior fans can come in here. The Celtic fans can come in here. Laker fans can come in here. But take that L on the way out. Dallas coming off a loss last night to San Antonio, 119-109. As Murray hits the three. To... Nine to shoot. Grant sets up Gary Harris. Good look there. The question I asked at one of their insiders and he's not there yet. He says more work. Grant, he checks right away. Yes! Get Murray to Jokic. Your place to get weekly Denver Nuggets news, highlights, and opinions with your host, Arthur Knight, and your co-host, Nick Basher. All right, all right. What's up, Mile High City? How are you doing on this balmy Colorado summer day? I am Arthur Knight, and this is Take That L. Uh, with me would usually be Bashman, but he's on vacation kicking his feet up in Florida. So a uh, big shout out to, uh, to Bashman in Florida. He's probably listening right now. And uh, be- behind the glass today, we've got Anthony, the intern Romano, running the boards for JG today. Uh, give the people a what's up. Uh, Anthony. Oh, it's good to be here, my friend. I'm I'm playing both both ways today, offense and defense. So it's, <laughs> it's good to be here with you. The greatest two way player at the school. Uh, how, how are you? How are you loving this uh, this balmy Colorado summer weather we got here? I love it 100. percent It's yeah. been way too hot. <laughs> it has been. This fires is a nice and, cool down. Fires and all the crazy stuff. Exactly. Aside, it's been way too hot. Give me give me give me cloudy and cool any day of the week. You know what I haven't seen today that I've seen in the past past two or three days ash on my car that's that's an awesome uh a sight not to see i should say uh on the car uh so i'm gonna get right into it uh don't forget to follow us on facebook at take that l and twitter at take that l5 you can also catch our shows on anchor fm and anywhere that you catch your podcasts the Nuggets uh, have played three games since our last show, uh, games one, game two, and game three in the second series of the NBA playoffs. Um, the first game wasn't wasn't good, but uh, let's let's take a listen on uh, on how the games went. All right, so in game one, the Nuggets looked in rhythm in the first quarter, but but playing a hard-fought game seven and then a day and a half later playing game one against one of the best teams in the league is tough for any team to do. Uh, the Nuggets had tired legs, and it showed. Uh, only 25% from beyond the arc will never get it done ever in any league um, if you're shooting that terrible uh, if you have a terrible shot per- percentage or completion percentage or whatever percentage you know pertains to your particular sport, you're going to lose 9 out of 10 times in every game, whether playoffs or otherwise. Um, they also, in that game, allowed 66 points in the paint and 15 turnovers didn't help their, their cause either. Um, but I don't want to dwell too much on that blowout because I, I kind of feel like, in my personal opinion, that... Um, that literally was just a, a feel out the Clippers game. I think the Nuggets kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. Um, didn't they, they played really, really hard. Like I said, they looked in rhythm in that first quarter, and I think they were just testing the waters, seeing what will and won't work within um, the confines of their game against the Clippers. And they did seem like they were going to be able to contend with the Clippers in that game. Um, but I, I also think that fatigue also played a, a huge role in that blowout, um, not to mention um, 
it, like I said, it was just a, a a feel a feel game, a feel good game to try to feel and and like LeBron said against uh, Houston in their game one, you know he just wanted to see how fast they were going to play, what plays they were going to run, etc. And then they made adjustments. Um, the Nuggets did the same thing going into game two, in which they had, in my opinion, their most complete game in the bubble. Um, the Nuggets played well, leading the entire game. Uh, the only the only downside or the only um, critique that I would have for the Nuggets is they won that first quarter hands down handily. But if it wasn't for them winning that first quarter, um, the Clippers probably win game two. Um, they lose all three quarters. Or excuse me, the second, the third, and the fourth quarter by way of points um, to the Clippers that that in that game so you know they they ended up winning the game 110 to 101 and like i said they controlled the whole game um but they they did allow the clippers to get back into the game a couple of times i think they got within five points at most uh towards the end of the game and they the clippers really it was a hard-fought win for the nuggets they the clippers gave them haymaker after haymaker after haymaker and blitzed them several times uh, to get within five and the nuggets to their credit were able to maintain their distance in that game and, and, and pull it out. Yeah. I think there is something to be said that they were able to weather that storm when right. they were gaining momentum every time they would get, I like you said, within five and it would get real close and then, you know, they would hit a shot to exactly. just keep them out of reach. So I think it says a lot that they were able to do that to that team. Yeah, and and the Clippers are are a stout defensive team. Now they they get a lot of star power whistles and stuff like that, but they 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 do have a lot of great players and and stout defensive players. Um, Grant didn't have his best offensive game in Game Two, um, but he did hit, between him and Gary Harris. They basically. I don't want to say shut down Kawhi Leonard um, because they didn't necessarily shut him down. He still had a double-double, et cetera. But to sh- to the, the way they played defense against him really made him uncomfortable. They played effective defense, for uh, sure. It worked. That, that's the best that's way to say it. Thing. It, it was very <laughs> effective. I, I couldn't have said that better myself. It was very effective. They were in his face. They made him uncomfortable. Um, he was missing shots that he would typically make, especially in that mid-range uh, fadeaway jumpers. And I, I don't know if you can attest it to just their defense or he was just having an off game but the fact of the matter is is that I I feel like what the eye test to me when I watch the game their defense their pressure defense and their man-to-man defense up against him and I'm talking about Gary Harris and uh and Grant um basically made him so uncomfortable that he could never get into rhythm in that game and take over the game like he would typically do um Millsap had one of his better games in the bubble. Uh, it seems like Millsap has started to show up uh, and, and play a lot better. Um, show up, period. I think part of that has to do with he just kind of matchups better with what the Clippers do. Like with the Utah, there's really nothing, like no one guy he needs to be on at all times. Right. And with with this team here, you know he can show a lot more versatility because he's going to need to be all over. Right, right. And 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 he did he did have. I mean, I, I think thirty two minutes is excessive, Coach Malone. Are we stopping at nine or twelve? Uh, twelve, nine, <laughs> nine. All right. So I think that Coach Malone, uh, thirty two minutes is uh, a little too long for Millsap to be playing in any game. I, I think that the Nuggets kind of lucked out a little bit when it came to um, winning this game with his lack of <laughs> I mean he, he's known for his defense but he's kind of been getting burnt a little bit in the fourth quarter and whatnot, especially in game three. Um, he was getting he was getting picked on a little bit but he still had a pretty stout game and a third he had 13 points six rebounds uh one assist 
in that win, though, Murray and Jokic uh, had 26 and 27 points, Two Murray minutes. having 27. Uh, Gary Harris had some really key threes at the end of that game. Oh, how long have we been waiting to see oh, that? Oh, man. His, he, and, and he had some good, uh, some good points in uh, game – Three as well. I mean, he played. He played his game. His game. We're starting to see a little bit of the Gary Harris of old. Now, if we could see Gary Harris, you know, G Money just driving to the rack and dunking on fools again, then we would see the full circle back uh, to Gary Harris of old. Um, pre-contract it, Gary Harris. Yeah, pre pre-big contract Gary Harris. Exactly. Uh, in game three, the Nuggets. It was a hard fought. A hard-fought game, but the Nuggets came up short in the end, uh, missing some key shots down the down the stretch. Grant probably is got a little tired legs from guarding Kawhi and PG thirteen, um, practically the whole game. You know, it, it's it's between him and Gary Harris shutting down those two players with a little bit of Craig and and you know Murray's been playing a little stout defense. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that in that game they just came up a little bit short. Um, it, it's it's it was not for a lack of effort though. People, um, as a Nuggets fan, I I actually enjoyed the effort and Jokic getting thirty two and twelve, almost a triple double. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. having a double double and and you know they had one two three four five six. Almost seven players in double digits in that game in a loss. Um, so with that said, we'll be back with Take That L on the Given on Go Mile High Network. Excuse me, on GoMileHigh.com. Uh, this is Take That L. We'll be right back. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show wing. Young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? 
It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. All right, those are my beautiful young ladies, Lillian and Evelyn. Uh, I still love that that rejoiner because uh, I was here at the school one day just uh, working on some stuff, uh, demos and whatnot, and my daughter's like, well, what can we do to to help you, Daddy? And <laughs> so I'd like to welcome in Mr. Alex Becker to the show. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Arthur. Uh, yeah. uh, tell the people where they can follow you on uh, on social media sir. um yeah so you can follow me on twitter at alex becker media um you can follow me on instagram probably not uh as good of a follow on instagram but that's at a beck underscore nine but uh really on twitter is where you can catch me tweeting all kinds of sports yeah the man uh, is on twitter yeah. he is in the twitter verse for sure <laughs> <laughs> i see a lot i get a lot of my uh my up and coming news from your your thread you oh and, really you and miles i follow you both so i i, I do get a lot from y'all um, so we're going to get right into the give and go. Um, Mr. Anthony, I almost called you JG homie. That was, that was close. That was close. I had to, that's, that's what the long pause was. I had to make sure that I didn't call you JG. All right, Anthony, the intern, that. let's get, <laughs> you're not as cute as she is. Uh, let's get right into, uh, the give and go brother. <laughs> So last night, Patrick Beverly took a shot at the Joker about flopping and flailing to get calls. Does he have a point, or should he zip his lip? All right. I think we got a clip to play really quick to uh, to hear the shots fired. It's the same thing Don, Don just presents. Uh, Luca presents uh, a lot of flailing, you know, uh, puts a lot of pressure on referees to make the right call. So. What's a flailing means? They had 26 free throws, we have 10. I am just showing the ref that it's a foul. <laughs> you know, I love Joker's uh, answer to that. Well, first, he had to ask the uh, the reporter, what does flailing mean? Because, you know, English is like his fourth yeah. language or he, something. He said, what's a flailing mean to you? Yes, what's a flailing? What's a flailing? <laughs> what's a flailing? I just love the way he asked. And then when they explained to him what flailing means, uh, his answer was spot on, man. He was like, they had, you know, 26 free throws. We had 10. Like, come on, man. Um, so to answer this question, I feel like Patrick Beverly should just zip his lip. Uh, number one, Patrick Beverly, sir, you flail. You're, if there's if there's a top five in flailing basketball players in the NBA, uh, you and the beard are in the top three that come to mind. Um, for sure, brother, you flailed. There was a, a play where uh, Murray turned his back, literally just went to post him up, didn't stick his, his back end out, didn't stick an elbow out, didn't hook him, nothing. Just basically turned around and tried to solidify his position in a post play, and you flopped, sir, and got the call. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to hear Patrick Beverly's mouth about flopping or flailing because he is in the top three of floppers and flailers in, in, in the league. Uh, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. The stats don't lie. 26 free throws to 10. That's an incredible discrepancy there. Uh, Montrez Harrell himself shot 10 free throws. The Joker shot four. Right. So uh, I, I don't get it. And like you said, Beverly's a guy that's kind of known for throwing his body around, exaggerating contact. Yep. So for him to say Joe Jokic is, is doing what Luka Doncic did last series, I think that's just a comment to maybe get under his skin a little bit. And he's a little frustrated with maybe some of the times he throws his head back or you know whatever he's doing, complaining to the refs. Um, but I think Beverly is, is off base here. And, and the We're numbers don't base. lie. And, and, and the, the fact of the matter is, I think it was a question about Zubots uh, because he fouled out. 
so I think I think that's that's basically what Beverly was trying to tie it into. Well, you know, he would I think he played a, a really good game, you know, if he wasn't flailing and doing this. He he took a low blow shot at the Joker. Uh but the Joker had a great game. Uh if you if if you it's the same thing with Kawhi and PG. PG thirteen is is still in that top five, uh, five in my opinion, of flailers and and uh, uh, people who draw fouls based on his head nods and yelling. Kawhi is, is one of those people. Hey, hey, he, and he gets the call almost every time. So it's like Patrick Beverly, zip your lip, dude. You 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 are one of the worst offenders of flailing and flopping in the league so please shut your mouth when it comes to our seven footer who had his one of his best games in his playoff career all right anthony hit us with that next one so the nuggets were now down 2-1 in this series how confident are you in their chances to still win and advance to the conference finals alex um, I'd give them right now probably a 25% chance. I, Ouch. I, I know it sounds bad. I would, I know I really, really want them to win this series. I don't like the Clippers. Huge <laughs> Nuggets fan, but after losing that game last night, doesn't put them in a great position. The way Paul George is playing too is, is not good news for the Nuggets. He's shooting the ball well. He's scoring the basketball. Uh, Jamal Murray's, you know, uh, I, not not to say he will not have a big game in Game Four, but he has not playing been playing like he did in the Utah series. But that could all change. Um, but the fact of the matter is, there the Clippers are just so talented. And when a night when Jokic has a night like he did last night, mm-hmm. thirty two points, whatever, and they still don't win, it's not a good sign for me. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them about a twenty five percent chance. Twenty five percent. So he gives them no chance. <laughs> not I'm not no chance. Twenty five percent. That's no chance of the NBA. Technically, they've already won twenty five percent of the series, so that they need to win at least. <laughs> now you're just throwing math equations into this, and I'm just trying making to, I'm my just, head hurt. I'm just happening. trying to uh, <laughs> to to make Becker's take there sound worse than it should be. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give the Nuggets a fifty fifty. Um, only because the Nuggets have, even in game one, as I stated in, you know, earlier in the show, in game one, in that first quarter, uh, the Nuggets were right there. They were right there and they were playing, uh, with the, with the Clippers. I mean, they were trading basket for basket, but you didn't necessarily want them to do that. But they were right there. They were playing hard. In game two, they controlled the entire game. They came out in, in the first quarter and basically won the game in the first quarter. Yeah, that was a wire-to-wire uh, wire victory. Led yeah, the whole game. They led the whole game. The Clippers never really seemed like they, would get, they were getting in rhythm. Uh, and never really, they never ever led in the game. So I, I give the Nuggets even after last night's win because of the fact that they played so spiritly, spirited, and they did. They, they, there's no, you know what I love about this team. Just on a on a quick side note, this team has no quit. You know what I mean by no quit? Mm-hmm. There's no quit in this team. They are always trying to win they're always fighting and clawing and and even in blowout games you can see the intensity and they're still trying to run their 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 offenses and they're still playing spirited defense and that's what i saw from this team last night and that gives me great pause typically if it was a team if they had gotten blown out last night or lost in a more ugly way like they didn't play well at all I would be like, ah, they have no shot in this series. But the fact the the Clippers, the Clippers to me look like the team that's on their heels. They're the ones looking like they're the ones that need to make they are the ones that need to make the adjustments here. They're the ones that look like there's a disparity in their game. The pressure's on them. The pressure is on them. The Nuggets are playing so well. Um they just the Clippers to me to me personally as a fan and as a as an analyst of this game, it looks like the Clippers are playing not playing their best basketball and they're they're on their heels, and that gives the Nuggets a fifty fifty in my opinion to win this series. They still have a shot at winning this series. It'll probably I thought they could win it in six after game two, 
but it's definitely going to go to seven if it if the Nuggets have a chance to if the Nuggets want to win this series they're going to have to win it in seven. There's just no way that they can win it in in six. It's just, it's just not going to happen. They, they love playing game sevens. I mean that that, that would be four se- playoff series in a row that would go to game seven. Yeah, well, hopefully and this time has a better yeah, outcome. Like you said, no quit. They could have packed it in easily when they're down three to one to the Jazz. Yeah. Um. So many times where they could have kind of thrown in the towel and said, "Hey, we'll we'll live for another day." But no, they, they fight to the very end. Yeah, and Game Four will be a, a battle. It's going to be a physical basketball game. Yep. You got the popcorn brewing with Beverly and Jokic, um, Jamal Murray looking for a big bounce back game. If they win Game Four, ask me that question again, and, and it won't be twenty five percent. In one week, we will ask that same question. <laughs> yeah. All right, Anthony, hit us with that next one. Jamal Jamal Murray blames himself for the Game Three loss, and do you agree with him? I'm going to go with no. Um, I do not agree with him. I, although him only scoring 14 points in the game um, as a star making max contract money, I don't feel like he had his best game. Um, let, me, let me let me put it to you this way. The, the Clippers basically got very physical with Jamal Murray. Um, they bodied him up pushed him around, and the refs swallowed their whistles on him. Uh, There were probably an instance of at least five or six times where he should have got the benefit of the doubt on the whistle, and they they didn't give it to him. Um, I'm not harping on the refs. We'll we'll, we'll get more into that in, in the next, you know, later on in the show. But bottom line is, is that the Clippers basically bodied him up and forced him to play another game. And he did facilitate a little bit. He had nine assists. Um, he still got four rebounds. So he tried in in his best way possible the fact that he wasn't shooting well and they were you know playing harder, more physical defense against him. And he just didn't have an answer for it. But he, he the only answer he did have was to play a different style of game. And that he 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 need we. We as fans and the Denver Nuggets as a team need the killer Jamal Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need, we need Mean Mug Murray on the court. We do not need uh, uh, nine assists Three Murray. Minutes. We need 36 points Murray. You know what I'm saying, Alex? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, 100%. I, I think he did, obviously didn't have his best game, but to, to blame that loss on him, to put the, the blame solely on Jamal Murray is not fair. Um, he knows he didn't have his best game. I think the full quote was, I got to give my team a little more help than that, and I will in game four. So that tells yeah. me, look out. I mean, if you're the Clippers, look out in game four because this man, he's got, he's on a mission. He's got something, a, l- a little bit of a chip on his shoulder now mm-hmm. that, uh, he, you know, game three, if he would have played better with the Nuggets have won, probably. But like you said, they made some adjustments on him defensively being more physical with him, kind of throw him off guard. I think he's just a young kid. He'll learn to adapt to that. He'll change uh, They'll change the game plan, and he'll come out game four, um, you know, storming. Look for a huge first quarter in game four from Jamal Murray. But to go back to the question, no. he's. I would not put the blame on him for game three. It's a team game, and, you know, he, he's one of your guys, one of your superstars. Didn't play well, so what? You know, you got to find other ways to win. With his response to... The, the losing the game right and his performance now you can kind of see why malone loves this kid right oh yeah the, the like his heart yeah. his determination his tenacity i mean his just the the goal of this kid to be like ah you know what i have to be better you know I what i mean that. i love that I, yeah. man, I love it as a fan it's like you could try to pick him apart and you could, you know, I, I, cause I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it on Twitter, everybody and they mama talking about how terrible his game was, but you're, but I promise you, you're not going to beat up Jamal Murray more than Jamal Murray is beating up Jamal Murray yeah. right now. And the fact of the matter is, is that Jamal Murray plays at his best. This Nuggets team plays at their best when their back is against the wall. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, you want them to play their best at all times, but the bottom line is is that they do play their best, and he especially 
plays his best. With the cards stacked against him. Right. Exactly. I, I agree. So when you said the Clippers better watch out, I, I think that is I th- dead on. I think they're gonna. he's going to come out with some vengeance. And I think I've heard a few stories back when he would have bad games at home. He would go up to the to the top floor, to the gym that they have in their practice arena, and just shoot for hours because he wasn't content with the way he played. And just that type of stuff, you know, he's got that motivation. And I, I just love it from him. And that also, that that, that um, is contagious. It's contagious. Other yes. players will, will catch on to that. Uh, so that's the give and go. And, you know, the Nuggets... The Nuggets have had some disparity in in free throws from the the refs. Yes, and, they have. Um, we're going to get into that later on. Uh, also, when we come back, we are going to play the pick and roll. See if I can stump Mr. Becker. You're listening to Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama, what? you know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, llama. Uh They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. That's great. GoMileHigh.com Pretty young Popsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. Come on in to the Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast for an inviting and relaxing retreat in the southwestern Colorado mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Kacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Barn Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. Book your room now at KacharisRiverBnB.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S RiverBnB.com. Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. What does it take to be on air? It's not just the personality, though it does help. It takes drive, creativity, passion, and the willingness to develop yourself and truly find what makes you special. At Go Mile High, students are given this chance to become something great. You never know. Someone you're hearing right now could be the next big thing, and you could be the first to know how it all started. So keep listening, because you never know what's next on GoMileHigh.com. beyond ridiculous welcome back to take that l i am arthur knight and with me is alex becker and we are going to play the pick and roll but first let me remind you to follow us on facebook at take that l and follow us on take that l5 on twitter all right mr becker all right are you ready i am no phones no computers we are live we're ready anthony anthony do you want to play too 
I'll get in this. I've I've been on a hot streak lately, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge. Uh-oh. I'll challenge him. Uh oh, Becker. I think he. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, I think he he just threw a challenge out there. He's like, oh, because otherwise I would just be guessing by myself, right? Right. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just he straight popped his collar on you though. <laughs> flexing, <laughs> We're flexing over here. All right, all right, guys. All right, so first player, first hint, Hall of Fame player, five time All NBA. And he is an all. He made his all rookie team his rookie season. Guess who? Becker. Okay. Um, is he a current player? No. no. Okay. Um, let's see, five time All NBA rookie. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Magic Johnson. No, but that was a good guess. I think he was actually. I think he's at like six or seven all NBAs. Yeah, but, probably. He's but, yeah. probably. <laughs> but that was a good guess. All right, Mister uh, Intern. All right, so Hall of Famer did did he win a championship? No, Ooh, he did not. Took my guess away. Um, John Stockton. No, that's a good guess. I always say that that's a good guess, but that actually was a good guess. <laughs> you, you meant it for once. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's your next hint. This player was drafted first round by the Houston Rockets. Okay. Okay. Um, guess who? See, ne- never won a championship too, right? Never won a championship. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, was this person a center? Yes. Okay. Is it Yao Ming? It is. Oh, boom. <laughs> You're down one. You're down one, intern. The Yao. <laughs> no, that was. You can't give a. Eh. He got that. <laughs> it was a frustration foul. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well played. All right. Next player. All right, this player was a five-time All-Star and five-time All-NBA and also was All-Rookie in his rookie season. Guess who? Anthony. said five-time All-Star and five-time All-NBA. Yes, sir. Does he currently play? No. Retired five-time All-Star. Isaiah Thomas. No, sir. No, sir. Good guess. You said he said he was rookie of the year too. He was also no, 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 not or rookie of the year. All rookie team. He was an all rookie team of okay. his rookie year. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Okay, was this person a a guard? Yes. Okay. Uh huh. All right. We'll go with. Man, I'm trying to decide how far I want to go back, but we'll go. Uh, we'll go. We'll go. Gary Payton, the glove. The glove. It is not the glove. Not the glove. It is not the glove. You know, I've never. I don't think I've done Gary Payton. Really? That, that would be a good. That one. That would be. That would be a good one. A lot of defensive statistics there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hard one for me actually to uh, come up with hints without giving it away. That's true. That'd be very hard. All right, next hint. This player play. 15 years in the league on one, two, three, four, five teams, including the Denver Nuggets. Guess who? Did he play on the Nuggets in the 2000s? Did he play on the Nuggets in the 2000s? Yes. This is where JG would hit y'all with them. I know, I know. I'm multitasking too much. Uh, this you gotta is, hit yourself with that. This is wrong, but I just need to throw out a guess. So J.R. Smith, I know it's wrong. That is not. That is not the guy. I'm trying to think of okay. prominent Nuggets guards I, in that time I, period. I definitely have it narrowed down to about two to three. So <laughs> all right, let's hear this next tent. No, no, no. You got to ask a question. Oh, I got to ask a question? Yeah. Oh. You trying to skip rounds and stuff, get extra hints? Look at this guy. All right. right. Classic. Okay. (laughs) Easy, easy. All right. So was this player a NBA Finals MVP at any point? No. Okay. Is this person Allen Iverson? It is not. 
All right. Okay, so that really narrows it down. Last hint. This player has a son that is a current player in the league today. Guess who? Anthony. A current player today. His son is a current player. His son is. Is this, do I get a question? Mm -hmm. Of course. Is this person from Colorado? No. Yeah, uh, I think the NBA Finals MVP, that eliminated Chauncey. Oh, I wasn't, I was. (laughs) So I'm just going to save you a guess there. (laughs) Thanks, man. Um, Dennis Smith? No. I'm trying to think of juniors. (laughs) No, no, no. Dennis Smith. All right, Becker. So it is a junior? Um, Mm, Is that your question? Um, actually, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I figured I'd give yeah. you a chance there. <laughs> okay. Is this person white? No. No. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Jalen Rose. No, I don't think he even a has, guess. I don't think he has a son in the league either. He doesn't. Something in five teams played for the Nuggets. Oh man. I don't think he's five time all NBA though. The other day when I was watching Jalen and Jacoby, which is a show I watch regularly. Yeah. Um, I had totally. He mentioned that you know he had picked the Nuggets to win. Uh, uh, I wanted to say it was Game Seven or something. It was around that time, uh-huh. and uh, he was like, "I'm going with the team that drafted me." And I had totally forgotten that really? the Nuggets drafted Jalen yeah. Rose. Like it, it, it had totally escaped my brain that he had been drafted here. Anyway, all right. So uh, who's your guess? It, it was Jalen Rose. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so last hint. I got sidetracked. I'm sorry, people. Son in the league. That should be a, a big one. Yeah. All right. So here's here's all your hints. Five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, also was All-Rookie team, played 15 years in the league on five different teams, including the Denver Nuggets, and has a son that plays in the NBA today. Those are all your hints. You guys want to do a final guess? Yeah. Okay. Anthony, final guess. Just give it to Becker. I honestly don't have uh, one. I don't you, think I, don't think I know on either. This one, man. And this probably isn't going to be right, but I'm going to go with Antonio McDice. Antonio McDice. The Dice Man. No. No. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he had a son in the league. All lake. right, throw me out a name. A guard. Your mic is off. <laughs> Anthony Carter. Anthony Carter, no. no, no, no. All right. Y'all want to know who it is? Yeah, yeah. Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Oh man. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't ever remember Tim Hardaway being on the his, Nuggets. His That's best the one that got me. Was probably when he was in Orlando. He got ejected from the game. He threw a TV. He grabbed one of those TV <laughs> monitors monitor. on press yeah. row and like threw it onto the court. That that had to be before the the jersey change, right? It was right? definitely it was like 2002. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. I was going to uh, say it had to he, be between He played for the Nuggets 2001-2002 series or excuse me, season. Uh only played 14 games for the Denver Nuggets. Wow. So, but he did play for the Denver Nuggets. That was a true statement. That that was a good one. And, you know, obviously a great player before he came to the Nuggets with the Warriors. Yeah. Oh know, yeah. Part of the run TMC. Yep. That's that. for show. All right. Let me give you one more. Let's try to do this one to right, speed yeah, round. Yeah. We got one minute here. All right. This player was drafted in the fourth round by the Detroit Pistons, but is definitely a notoriety name. Guess who? Becker. Okay. Um, was he known for his defense? No. No. Okay. Um, was it uh, – was it – Joe Dumars? No. Oh, I. Uh, ah, that was your guess. <laughs> it is not late. Joe Dumars. All right, Anthony. Did you to clarify? Did you say the fourth round? Fourth. Fourth. One, two, so, three, fourth. In the know. fourth round. So this is back a yeah, little bit. It's back. Is he? A, is he? A, is he a bad boy piston? Ooh, that, that was is, a great guess. That is a good question. Mm-mm, no, I think he's. A, mm, without giving too much away, no. No, actually, no, not at all. Jerry Stackhouse? No, he would have been drafted higher. Yeah, he was. All right, so this player was drafted by the Detroit Pistons, but never played for the Detroit Pistons. 
Hmm. Guess who? Okay. Was he drafted in the 1980s? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Excuse me. Never played for the Pistons, so it's like, oh, I can't think of any Pistons players. Um, we'll go, we'll go, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Adrian Dantley, although he did play for the Pistons. No, but I forgot uh, about Dantley. Dantley yeah. was a coach for the Nuggets AD, for a long yeah. time uh, under Carl. I'm just going to throw out a quick guess. John Sally. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. All right, this is the last last hint. I know we only got thirty seconds here, or really like ten seconds, but uh, he's he he is a uh, slam dunk contest winner, point guard. Nate Robinson. No, no that was, was a good. That was a good guess. He got drafted in the eighties, though, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, Spud Webb. Got oh, it. let's go. Got let's one. Go, go. All right, and with that, that is the pick and roll, and we will be right back, and we are going to talk about. Um, how the Nuggets do not get a fair whistle from the refs. And I, I'm never a fan of or the type of fan to blame refs. But we got to get into this, guys. Uh, we'll be right back on Take That L, GoMileHigh.com. This is the life I lead. I pay for the cause, my reason to speak. I'm free. Mic check, one, two, three, what else? Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air Broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show wing. Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. All right. Welcome back to Take That L. Again, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Take That L, and you can follow us on Twitter at Take That L5. You can also catch our podcast on Anchor FM and Podbean.com at Take That L. Anchor FM. 
or excuse me, anchor.fm and take that L.podbean.com. You can also download it anywhere that you get your podcast, Spotify, etc. So we're everywhere in the interwebs, man. Pick us up. Um, but you can catch us also live every Tuesday between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. on gomilehide.com, a part of the Be On Air Network. All right, Becker. I'm, right. I'm glad you're here. All right. Because I was going to go on a 12 minute rant. I'm, I'm glad you're here to kind of cool you, me you off. You can still do that. <laughs> well, I'm still going to kind of do that because, you know, I, I've ne- I mean, let's just address the elephant in the room, man, because because the bottom line is, is I've never been a fan or a sports person who blames refs. Well, you know, actually, in my younger years, I would complain about, you know, Denver sports gets a lot of all bad the, calls all the time. Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, does not matter. Denver gets the short end, the crappiest end of the stick, right? Um, and yesterday's game was no different. Um, the Clippers are were plus 16 in free throws taken yesterday against the Nuggets um, in a game where the Nuggets were controlling the whole game for the most part uh, with 58 points in the paint. Um, in the series, they're, all, they're up plus 18 in, in free throws. So what is it with the referees and these Denver Nuggets that they're going to swallow their whistle? Um, the only game that the Nuggets got a fair whistle was in a game where they were already being blown out. Now, granted, some would argue that the refs tend to try to allow teams into a game by giving them free throws. So the Nuggets getting that many free throws in that game was the refs trying to give them uh, a chance in the game. But really, that game was lost in the second quarter. Um, But the bottom line is, last night, the Nuggets, if you look at the box score, the Nuggets beat the Clippers hands down. Hands down in every statistical category except for maybe field goal percentage and total rebounds. But in offensive rebound, they out-rebounded them. They had 32 assists to their 23 um, 10 steals to their seven. They had less turnovers in 12 to 17. They had more points in the paint. So they were obviously the more aggressive team and taking it to the rack. That's everybody's argument, especially on Facebook and Twitter is, well, if they would take it to the rack and not take so many jump shots, 58 points in the paint. Yeah. So that argument is automatically invalid based on that statistic right there. Alone. Yeah. Like they were, they were aggressive. They were taking it to the rack almost every possession yeah they only had a 46 you know uh 0.8 percent shooting from the floor but that's still pretty doggone good that's almost 50 percent um i mean the clippers shot way better at 50 not way better but they shot better at 54 almost 55 percent which it could could be an argument for what ultimately killed the nuggets but the free throws they took 26 and made 20 that's 20 free points that they got in a game that they only won by seven points or six points less than seven points let's say um and less than 10 points they got 20 free points the nuggets only had 10 free throws total you already stated in 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 the the give and go um that montrez harrell had that alone yeah yeah, he so had 10 he, free throws by himself. He had ha- almost half of their free throws for their team. Um I'm I'm sure if you if you split up the other 16, 5 were to Kawhi and 6 were to Paul George. You know what I mean? Like right. that's probably the way it broke down. Yeah. Harrell only had 3 field goal attempts by the way, which is outstanding for that how many free throws he shot. That's right. pretty remarkable. Right. The Nuggets played pretty good defense last night against a team that put up 120-something points on them in game one. Um, 113 points. Like I said, you take even – let's just say you take 10 free throws away from the Clippers and they make, you know, even five or six less because of it. The Nuggets win this game. I mean, statistically, the Nuggets should have won this game, and it's not just the poor play by Murray. It's not just the Grant miss threes, you know, because of tired legs of chasing around PG-13 and Kawhi for 40-something minutes. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough for anybody. Um, Yeah, he split time with Gary Harris to a certain extent, but, 
for the most part, he's been on Kawhi, and Kawhi is is just like Jokic is to the Nuggets. He's 80% of their offense. The offense runs through him. Um, I mean, PG-13 did have finally showed up and did have a great game, but it seemed like, especially in, in like the break, there, there's a couple instances um, in the breakaway where MPJ stole the ball from Kawhi and had a, you know, split the defenders and both of them hacked him to get the ball. Uh, that should have been a whistle. Um, when uh, Nikola Jokic got triple teamed, he turned into a triple team and all three of them hacked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the steal no whistle um i mean Jokic only had four he's an all-star yeah. Jokic is an all-star four free throws on the night Montrez harrell is not an all-star 10 free throws why can somebody please explain to me why the nba hates the denver nuggets why the referees aren't held more accountable for bad calls or lack of calls um, I mean, even Anthony, you can jump in on this if you want. What, what, what in your eyes is is the cause of this? What, what can the Nuggets do as an organization um, to get a fair shake uh, with the NBA refs? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's tough, and I hate. I really don't want to be the guy who plays the small market LA card, you know? Right. But I really just think they just got to keep being more aggressive and then, you know, more than 58 I, points in the paint. aggressive, see, and, and, that, and that's where that disparity that you're coming in comes in. Cause you know, we were trying to get to the basket. You can't tell me that we didn't get fouled more than five times <laughs> driving to the rim, you know, <laughs> right, Seriously. right. But I mean, I, I just think eventually a lot of it does come down to star power too. Jamal Murray really finally put his name truly on the map after mm-hmm. that series with the Jazz. So, I mean, other than him and the big man Jokic, you know, it's just like these guys, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, when they're going to the to the rim, they're just going to swallow the whistles more than they normally would when you got, you know. Well, they did commit every 20 person personal fouls. Uh, even yeah. Zubats fouled out. The problem was is the fouls that they were giving were not in shots. Uh, the Nuggets had 26 personal fouls. They had 26 free throws. Coincidence? <laughs> and, I mean, that's like not even them getting into the bonus yeah. either if we're only attempting 10 shots in, you know, 40 minutes. Exactly. Like, you're telling me – now, I'm not going to take anything away from the Clippers. The Clippers are very stout defensively. They probably have three of your top 10 wing defenders in the league, arguably. If not top 10, top 15, top 20 for sure. Three wing defenders in Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, uh, Paul George. All three are very – now, Paul George is probably the weaker of the three defenders, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard being the best. But the fact of the matter is, is you can nobody can sit here and tell me that they're so great at def- defending that they could that they didn't foul a team that was scoring fifty eight points in the paint and at a forty six almost forty seven percent click in the first half they were, the Nuggets were over fifty percent just like the Clippers were the Clippers just stayed hot right they stayed hot throughout the game um, the three pointers both teams made eleven three pointers I mean they had. 35.5% shooting nuggets had 32.4. So that wasn't key to the game. It, it literally came down to the free throws. And that's what makes me so upset is that free throws. You know, I, I used to say that if you're an aggressive team, you'll win over the refs and the ref, the refs will give you the benefit of the doubt. But the nuggets were as, as aggressive as, as they could be last night and still didn't get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, from from the refs and I just I cannot wrap my mind around why the 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 good news is to me the Nuggets still played really really well the Nuggets are not afraid of the Clippers they can beat this team they can win this series they can um how how many games it's going to take that could be debated um but the Nuggets are just as good if not better than the Clippers um 
what what what, they, what do they got to do, Becker? I mean, honestly, uh, what, what, in your opinion, what do they got to do to get those whistles? Man, so so, so here here's the deal. Uh, I'm I'm never I'm like you. I'm never one to blame the refs for for a loss. Completely say, hey, we would have won if the refs would have gave us some more a more fair whistle. I don't think that's fair. But uh, what do they have to do? I think well, going into the series, I kind of expected that with guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard that they're automatically going to get more whistles because superstars get those calls. Right. Just how the way the league works. But um, I, I, I really don't know. I don't think there's an answer for it. I don't think complaining more is going to help. I think maybe attacking the basket will help a little bit. But, you know, last night they had all kinds of attempts or all, all kinds of uh, points in the paint. So, mm-hmm. man, what can they do? I don't have a clear answer for it. I would just say keep Playing your game, keep attacking. Don't divert from what you'll do, and hopefully, you know they'll start to even up. The whistles will be more. Um, they'll, they'll they'll even out. Hopefully, by the end of the series. There's been a few games like that too in the bubble across a few series. So. Oh yeah, for sure. The Nuggets aren't the only victims to the the lack of whistles. Sure, and do you know? Do I think it's intentional? I that's hard to say. Will is it just a coincidence that the re- the Nuggets are shooting less free throws? I think it is. I don't think the NBA or the refs are intentionally you know rigging this or anything in the Clippers' favor. Yeah, well, that's debatable too. All LA Conference <laughs> Finals, but hey, yeah, they know they know way more than we do. So, well, and, and the future is bright with these with these Denver Nuggets, man. Um, the Denver Nuggets are still young. I mean, on average, their average age is still 23, 24 years old. They're still it, we're only we only see the tip of the iceberg. Even in this series, we're only looking at the tip of the, the iceberg as fans. So. Um, with that said, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to our show today. Uh, thank you, Alex, for coming down and uh, playing the give and go and the pick and roll, even though you guys were like one for five. Oh, I, got, I got two. Oh, excuse bro. me, two. 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 Uh, I don't want to discredit or, or under. Spud Webb and Yao Ming. Let's that's right. Out. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Becker. And uh, thank you, uh, Anthony, for running the boards. And that is our show for today. You're going to call me JG again, weren't you? Yes, I was. This is Take That L on Go Mile High. Enjoy the rest of your day. To the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But, sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, Go Mile young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But, 